We have all had painful events in our lives that can lead to depression, anxiety, addiction, or broken relationships. But here's a secret. It is not about what happened to us that causes suffering. It's the stories we believe about ourselves. Join us as we shine light on how to rewrite our stories, avoid the shadows of shame, and travel along the pathway to joy, love, and connection. It's the Finding Peace Podcast with your host, Amazon best-selling author, Troy L. Love. I've gone into the grocery store because the plan is that we're going to have tacos tonight. I walk over to the produce section because my family likes to put cabbage and limes and and have some salsa on their tacos. When I get to the produce section, it's like a wasteland. All of it is gone. There's no broccoli. There's no cauliflower. There's no lettuce. There's no cilantro. There's no green peppers. There's no cucumbers. It is all gone. There's no potatoes. There's no apples. There's no oranges. There's some bananas that look like they've been sitting out too long. Nobody's buying those. It is a really strange feeling. So I think, well, I I guess we're not going to have lettuce and stuff on our tacos. Luckily, I found one little bag of shredded lettuce that was still there. So I grabbed that. And then I decide to go over to the meat aisle. When I get to the meat aisle, there is probably 50 to, to maybe 100 packages of t-bone steak it's all over i look at it i'm thinking well maybe it's a good deal i don't know maybe this is a good deal the it is a little cheaper than normal but it's all t-bone steak and it's still pretty expensive and that's it there is nothing else to pick from except there's a couple of cow tongues that i could poke i always do that too i don't know if you do that I go up and I push on it just to see what it feels like. But uh, my family's never eaten cow tongue. I don't know how to cook cow tongue, so that wasn't going to happen. And everything else is gone. I go over to where the butcher is, hoping that maybe they have some carne asada marinating, and it's all gone. It is all gone. And I look behind me, and there are three or four aisles that are completely empty. There's no toilet paper. There's no Clorox. There's no Clorox wipes. There's no paper towels. It is the most eerie, strange, disconcerting feeling. It feels like I'm walking through an episode of I Am Legend. It's just very, very... I feel this sense of sadness just weighing on me. Now, we have food at home, so I'm not particularly worried that my children are going to starve, but I'm thinking about some of the other families that might be wondering what they're going to feed their kids. All the macaroni and cheese are gone. I'm able to get a box of ramen. It's soy sauce flavor. I've never had soy sauce flavor, but I grab a little box of ramen because my kids like ramen, but I'm pretty sure they don't like soy sauce flavor, but I don't know. It's something for them to eat. And I'm thinking, well, I'm going to have to come up with something other than tacos. So I get this idea. I go over to the frozen meat section thinking maybe there would be something there and I find two little packages of shredded beef the kind of beef that you would put on Philly cheesesteak and I grab that I'm gonna put some taco seasoning on these and we're gonna make some tacos when we get home it's gonna be all right so we did and I went home and I made the tacos but that feeling of eeriness walking through what seemed to be like almost a, a vacant 
supermarket was really, really depressing for me. And I think that that's why Peter Alexander, who is a reporter, asked President Trump on one of his daily briefings to speak to the fear and the worry that people are having. Now, I this is not a, a political commentary. I am not making a, an opinion one way or another for the way the media is handling it or the way that uh, President Trump is handling things. I don't. I don't want to get emails and and Twitter posts about that. What I'm saying is that Peter Alexander, the reporter, he listed some facts that apparently President Trump disagreed with. But his his question was, what can you do to reassure the American people that everything's going to be all right? And unfortunately, President Trump missed an opportunity to provide some reassurance because his response was, well, I think you're a lousy reporter. And he went on the attack rather than taking the opportunity to say, Yes, I know. It's got to be really, really stressful. It feels really heavy. I could relate to the question of how sad and depressing it is and wanting to hear a message of hope and wanting to hear that it's going to be okay. We've heard a lot because of this virus that we need to stay away from each other. We shouldn't go to supermarkets. We shouldn't go to public places. It's strange to watch Jimmy Fallon do his night show routine from his living room. It just has a sense of awkwardness. It just feels weird. There's no audience to laugh at his jokes. It's painfully difficult to watch, I think, even though his jokes are funny. It's just painfully difficult to watch. And so, of course, we're going to ask the question, is it going to get any better? Can you give me a sense that it's, it's going to improve? Can you help me know that things are going to be all right? And then the scientists are telling us that we need to keep our social distance from each other. We need to meet in groups of 10 people or less. Churches across the country are canceling church. Marriages are being canceled. Funerals even are being adjusted as we are trying to follow the precautions of social distancing. What tends to happen, though, is that that can create a sense of isolation. And one of the statistics that I came across earlier today is that at least one-fourth of the American population are people who live all by themselves. So that isolation in and of itself has got to be challenging. But for all of us, there's almost this fear of connecting with other people because I don't want to contaminate you. I don't know if I have the virus or not yet because I haven't been tested. I feel fine. But for many people, they don't have any symptoms and yet they're still contagious. I don't want to cause anyone to get sick and I don't want to anyone to give it to me that then I spread it to my loved ones. I don't want it. So there's this fear associated with it and there's a lot of anger around it and some people think that this is ridiculous and there's all kinds of opinions about all of it but there's the researchers are saying you need to keep arm's length six feet away, don't get close to each other and that that's going to help us not spread the virus and I, I get that. Ironically though, that causes a lot of us to feel lonely and isolated. Now my children... They don't. They are so excited that they don't have to go to school. And they're so excited that they can just watch Netflix and spend time playing video games with their friends. And they're, they're excited. But there are other people who are feeling a sense of depression, a sense of anxiety. And the research shows that when 
when we have connections with other people, our symptoms of depression and anxiety can significantly go down. We've been able to prove that even just holding somebody's hand can significantly reduce a person's level of anxiety, even if it's a stranger. Having somebody hold your hand calms us down. It increases the oxytocin hormones in our body and it helps us calm down. It helps us feel like we're okay. And so here we are being told, don't connect with anybody. You got to stay away from everybody so that you don't get sick or you don't contaminate other people. And ironically, the more that we feel isolated, it actually increases our risk of getting sick. A research compilation done at BYU showed that people who feel isolated are at higher risk of stroke, heart attack, getting sick with the flu or other communicable diseases. They are at higher risk of being sick. So it's very strange. We're trying really hard to not spread the virus, admirably so, and yet in the process, we're creating this sense of isolation, which can actually make some people sicker. And so it's figuring out, okay, how can I continue to maintain connections even though I'm living in this time where I'm supposed to be isolated? And that, my friends, is the question of the week. What can I do in order to feel more connected in this time of isolation? One of the ways that me and my friends have been trying to stay connected is through apps like Marco Polo. I was talking to my friend Matt, who's been a guest on this podcast before. I was talking to him last night and he told me, I got to tell you, Troy, that Marco Polo is just not doing it for me right now. And I said, tell me more about that. He and I are both therapists. We usually have people come to our offices. We're able to shake their hands. We're able to, to greet them. We're able to interact with them. And right now... All of the work that we're doing as therapists is through telemed. So we're doing it through the internet. We're talking to people with a camera and a microphone and seeing them online, which is effective and it, it is helping people. But as an individual who loves connection, I miss my clients. I miss being able to see them and to just be in the same room with them. It feels so amazing to shake their hand, to pat them on the back and tell them that I'm so proud of them for the progress that they've done. And, and Matt is very much the same way. He, he craves that kind of connection. And so he's saying, you know, I spend all day in front of a computer talking to people online. I just would love to have somebody just hold my hand. I, I just need that connection. And great, gratefully, he's able to go home and he has a beautiful family and he's able to connect with his family in the same with me, but I totally get what he's saying. This online connection isn't enough. I need more. And how do I do that in a safe place? And that question that he asked me last night was really what got me thinking about what to say on the podcast today. In the book, Integrating the New Science of Love and the Spirituality of Peace, there's a research study that was done where they put college students at the bottom of a very steep hill and they had them wear a backpack that was very heavy. And then they said, how steep do you think this heel is? How hard do you think it will be to climb it? And the students gave their responses. And they, they thought that it was going to be pretty steep and it was going to be hard to do. Then they put people next to somebody else who also had a backpack on. Together, they're going to go up the hill. 
And they asked them the same question. How steep do you feel this hill is? How hard is it going to be for you to climb up it? And the research showed that when there was somebody with them that they could walk up the hill together, they estimated the steepness of the hill as significantly less than if they had to do it by themselves. They estimated that it wouldn't be as hard to climb up the mountain because they had somebody with them. That's a fascinating piece of research, and there's a link to it in the show notes. What that shares with us is what we've already known from the research, that connection helps us endure things a whole lot easier. It helps us be able to face the challenges of life and not feel so overwhelmed and depressed. But when we feel isolated and disconnected, that increases that increases our chances that we're going to get clinically depressed. It can increase our chances of suicidal ideation. It can increase our chances that we are going to feel anxious. And so connection is a blessing that helps us be able to calm all of that down. So how do we do that in a world where we're not supposed to be connecting with each other? Well, I have some ideas of what you can do. Now, these are all electronic, unfortunately, because that's really pretty much the only option unless you have people in your own home. If you have people in your own home, I would recommend playing games with them, talking with them, laughing with them. But if you don't have someone in your home or you really are missing your friends, there's some other things that you can do. One thing is to reach out to those who maybe are isolated themselves. You probably know a person or two that is home all by themselves, is probably feeling very afraid, very concerned. So you can call them and ask them how they're doing. You can send an email. You can leave a note under their door. If you have an extra roll of toilet paper, you could even drop that off at their house and say, hey, I'm thinking about you. There is something beautiful about being able to offer someone else hope. It's a beautiful thing because as we're offering them hope, we're also feeling hope ourselves. So looking for those who maybe are struggling and reaching out to them. Mr. Rogers says to look for the helpers during times of crisis. And maybe you are one of those helpers. Maybe you're going to be able to reach out to them in safe ways and just make sure that people are okay. Other ways that you can connect with people is creating a gratitude tree. Similarly to like a prayer chain, you can say, hey, this is what I'm grateful for. You could create it like on a social media post, what I'm grateful for. I'd love to hear what y'all are grateful for and have other people share that or you could send a text and say I'd love to hear what you're grateful for that's a a way to connect with other people a lot of people on social media are saying hey google your name and then type in something like glamour shots after your name and then post the picture that comes up or post the fourth picture on your phone right now who cares what it is just post it I want to see that's people's ways of trying to just connect with each other just share something with me I want to laugh I want to have some fun with you you can reach out to a buddy or a group of uh, buddies and say, hey, let's do a daily challenge. You know, all the gyms are shut down, so we can't go to the gym, but maybe we can do 50 push-ups every day. Let's do a challenge. Let's do some kind of physical challenge. Or let's all try to meditate at the same time today. Or let's try to be creative. Some people are creating musical 
composites where different people are recording their part and then putting it all together on a YouTube video. Let's work together as a group and see if we can create something or, or achieve something together. You have the ability to watch TV or watch a movie together. You can all say, okay, hey, we're all going to sit down and we're going to watch the same movie together, even though you're going to watch it at your house and I'm going to watch it at my house. We're all going to watch it and we can maybe even Zoom call or FaceTime software and we can just be here and talk to each other as we're watching the movie. You can join social groups. You can be a part of a larger discussion. You can reach out to teachers and say, hey, what can I do to help you? All the teachers are scrambling to figure out what they can do to create lessons for their students so that they don't have to be in school the entire year and miss any more school than possible. So you might want to reach out to the principal of your local school and say, what can I do to help? Is there anything I can do to maybe provide some assistance that way? If you have children, you're going to want to talk to them, help them understand what's going on. Obviously, the news can be really daunting and and overwhelming. So maybe you don't listen to the news when you're around the children. Ask them, what are some things that we can do to to be together? One more thing that I was thinking about is you can play games together. One of you can have a board game, have the camera set up, and so you other people can play the game even though they are not at your table. There are games that you can play electronically with each other. My daughter and I will play Clue electronically on our phones and we're able to interact with each other. And it's funny when she's just sitting on the couch across from me and yet we're playing Clue that way. It's been a great experience for me to be able to connect with her that way. So those are some ways that you can connect with each other. I love how in Italy, the people who were quarantined were all singing together. That was a way that they were able to connect. I would love to hear from you. How are you connecting with other people? What are you doing to try and continue to be bonded with the people that you feel close to, even though we're trying to maintain the social distance? I'd also like to hear from you. What's been hard for you during this time? There have been many students who've High school musicals have been canceled. Graduations have been canceled. Sports events have been canceled. Marriages, weddings have been canceled. There's got to be some of that that's really disappointing. And who do you reach out to to find comfort and support and be able to process that with each other? I'm curious what you've been doing to help reassure yourself and those around you that things are going to work out. I'd love to hear from you about what you're doing to help to promote a sense of comfort and calm. Please reach out, share with me what you're doing. I'd love to be able to share your ideas with others so that we can help support each other during this time. I'm hoping that in the end, things will calm down, that I'll be able to go to the grocery store if I want to make tacos and find the limes and the cabbage and the taco meat that I can go home and and fix for my family. I'm hoping that that will happen sooner than later. Try to help each other feel loved and supported. It's going to be all right. You've been listening to the Finding Peace podcast. If you loved the show or want to ask a question, let us know by going to troylove.com. There, you can also learn about the Finding Peace 5-Day Challenge. Remember to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss the next episode. And if you are listening on iTunes, please give us a 5-star rating. It helps other people find this podcast more easily. Thank you for spending part of your journey with us. Copyright Finding Peace Consulting.